Hello, welcome back to How About That Crypto. You are watching your daily crypto news and updates with your host, Bitcoin Stylist on Twitter and Bitcoin Hairstylist on Instagram. I am here Monday through Friday and I explain crypto and Web3 while keeping you up to date on all the latest. Today's news stories are SEC takes a loss in the court battle with Ripple Labs, who is the creator of XRP. The EU is at it again. They aggressively want to regulate crypto with the new watchdog and the EU revives the proof of work ban this could ban Bitcoin and Ethereum in Europe. And if you stay till the end, I will update you on all on the Algorand's rewards. Uh, thank you to YouTube subscriber. We have some clarity, and I got to share it with you. Uh, so, what is this, all this? All, what does all this mean? I will explain it all. But first, please like and subscribe. Please a comment. Please leave a comment below if you're listening on podcast. Please give me five stars and follow. If you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe and hit the bell. It helps support the channel. And it doesn't cost you anything. And just to be clear and litigious, this is not financial advice. You could use the links below to do your own research. My prayers continue to go out to the Ukrainian people and all those affected by this conflict in Russia, the Russia-Ukraine conflict. Um, and today's news is a little rough for the crypto lovers out there. So let's start with some good news. First, let's make sure we are all on the same page. Uh, when we're talking about the SEC and Ripple lawsuit. So Ripple Labs, it, they created the XRP token and the SEC is the Securities and Exchange Commission. They're in charge of regulating like stock market and uh, and other types of security, security offerings. And uh, a security is just for simplest, simplistic terms uh, and understanding. Security, security is a... Think of it like a stock. If you, it's considered a security if you as the investor buy it or put money into it and you expect other people to do something to make you more money. Now, if you, if, but a commodity is something that you cannot expect any third parties to make money for you. So if you buy gold, you can't really have the, realistic expectation that it's someone else's responsibility to make the value of gold go up. But if you buy stock at Google, you have a realistic expectation that the stock of Google will go up based on or down based on good or bad runnings of Google, the company. Now, there is something called the fair notice argument. The fair notice argument essentially means that the it, it's an argument made when a company says, hey, like we didn't get noticed that this is even against the law. Of course, there can't be already a law that says it's illegal. But the law, the, the argument here is that there's not really a lot of clarity on whether or not. On whether or not there that that um, sorry. There's not a lot of clarity whether or not like digital assets fall within the same guidelines as stocks and and other securities. So CoinGate.com reports XRP versus SEC, SEC's motion to strike fair notice defense denied. So the judge has denied the SEC's motion to strike out Ripple's fair notice defense. The SEC has been trying to restrain Ripple from arguing that Ripple was not warned. They're saying that, hey, if they if if Ripple is able to say we didn't get warning, then that means all these other crypto companies can say we didn't get warning. They can also argue, they are also trying to say that, that 
the government shouldn't have to warn you that you're breaking the law if there's already a law. But I think that I just addressed that, that there's not a lot of clarity. So the CEO, Brad Garlinghouse, the CEO of Ripple, he says said that they had he had multiple meetings with the SEC and they were never told to be worried about securities laws violation. Ripple even asked lawyers to consult on whether there was cause for concern. Now, one of my clients is a lawyer and he told me he was explaining to me that that when you have if there is not a clarity on a rule or our legislation hasn't caught up to something and you, the person creating or selling something, they you you go and you ask a lawyer, say, hey, do you think that this is going to break the law? And the lawyer says, yeah, I probably will. Well, that is at, can be considered in court the same or similar to there already being a law in place. So if a lawyer, if you ask a lawyer, hey, I'm going to sell this new token or this new this new product or this new service, could it be in violation of rules? And they're like, yes, then you can't you can't do it without further figuring out what exactly rules you're breaking, et cetera. And then you work with regulators. So Ripple Labs did both. They both could ask the regulators and they consulted attorneys and the consulting documents that are in front of the, that are in discovery show that Ripple did their best to try to abide by laws, even when there is no clarity for digital assets. There, there are further notes of them, of these uh, meetings that Brad Garlinghouse had with the SEC and they're being sought for discovery. Okay, I have something for you. And if you're listening on podcasts, you can click on the links below, uh, but I'm going to read it right now. It says, where is the XRP versus Ripple case headed next? While the ruling is highly in favor of Ripple, there may still be some waiting before the case is wrapped up. Last month, Ripple lawyers filed for an extension in the commencement of class parallel class action suit till November. This had led this has led market participants to speculate that the lawyers think the case would have ended by then. Similarly, a lot of optimism persists that the SEC might concede defeat to Ripple. And in an interview, the SEC chair was quoted saying that the securities regulators was not insurmountable and was bound to lose some cases. So I I, I reported on this uh, last week. I talked about how chairman of the SEC Gary Gensler did an interview with Jon Stewart and he changed his hard charging tone to say that sometimes they're going to lose cases. So a lot of people are just kind of making some assumptions um, and maybe it's conjecture about whether or not this case is going in this direction. You know, what do you think? You know, leave me a comment below. Tell me if you think, yeah, this all sounds like a positive for Ripple. I definitely think it's a positive for Ripple, but I also, full disclosure, own XRP. So of course I want it to be. So I want to try to like, I want to be open to, to this just being something that I'm excited about and the, and I don't want to be you know, convinced by the headlines. So I want your input. Tell me what you think. Do you think that the judge saying no, the SEC, you cannot, we are not going to do what you think we should do. We are going to allow Ripple to make the argument that they did not have fair notice. I would say that implies that there's a reasonable argument to be made and the judge wants to hear it. Okay, so moving on. So let's see here. The EU is not interested in survive in the crypto industry surviving if they cannot trace every single transaction, my opinion, even based on all this stuff. Even though they cannot track all transactions on our current financial system due to shell corporations and an entire money laundering industry. Now, 
There may be some cultural and legal issue differences since I'm in the USA and we are talking about Europe. Citizens, not criminals, will be bearing the brunt of this, this excessive regulation because we know that criminals find a way to, just like in our current financial system, they have created an entire money laundering industry. Currently, surveillance of our spending is not possible without due process, but I'm not so sure that European regulators have much due process to protect their citizens of being deprived of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So I did some research. There seems to be some form of hearing required before they can search, uh, search their citizens in the EU and UK, but only a few countries in the world seem to have what we have in America. So please someone provide me with a link that says otherwise, but as far as my research goes, that it is not a European thing to have this due process clause in, like we have in the constitution. You know, uh, So maybe some people in the US along with some other country's citizens believe it's okay, the government can search you, your documents, your computer, your emails and your home without due process. Do you care about this? You know, I, please let me know. Leave a comment below. I want to hear you. You know, I've heard many people say, if you don't have anything to hide, why should you care? So do you agree with this? Please leave a comment below. I want to hear from you. Okay. I, all right. Okay. So I'm just going to move on. Crypto is getting singled out because it will be easier to rein in than the current financial system. As a matter of fact, crypto, because of blockchain technology and the adding of rules that require KYC, KYC is know your customer. It's when you have to get your ID, social security, you know, password number, whatever in the country that you live in, that's know your customer. Well, in it'll in a, okay. So crypto because of technology and KYC will enable absolute surveillance of their citizens without needs of any warrants. While some may applaud this, others are worried. What do you think about having every single transactions of yours monitored without privacy oversight? If you have to give your ID to open up a wallet, that means every corporation, government entity, foreign and domestic can surveil you and target you. Just when you thought Instagram, Google, and Facebook were bad. Okay, so tell me what you think. Leave a comment below. I digress and I will move on. Coin Cointelegraph.com reports consolidation and centralization, how Europe's new AML regulation will affect crypto. With plans for a new watchdog, experts say the EU could take a more hardline position on digital assets. All right. <clears throat> So I have, I just want to read this first one here. According to recent media reports, six European countries led by Germany are working on launching an anti-money laundering body that will include the cryptocurrency market in its purview. Details remain scarce, but it is known that the initiative involves Germany, Spain, Austria, Italy, Luxembourg, and the Netherlands. The group is working on the remit and design of a new international AML watchdog force that will have a particular emphasis on crypto and the European Commission. The key executive ex institution of the European Union will be the primary platform for the discussion. Well, so the deliberation is ongoing. And basically, they want to make one authority as the watchdog. This makes sense. Why wouldn't you have a special organization that handles crypto? After all, the biggest complaint in the U.S. is that the rules and regulations are outdated. Even the industry asks for a dedicated 
agency. Let's be honest. If you do not give your ID for a wallet, government exchange can track you anyway. Due to the AML and KYC, anti-money laundering and know your customer rules at the exchange level, when you, when you open up an exchange in the US and, and I'm sure in Europe and many other countries, you have to give your identifying information. You cannot open an account with them unless you identify yourself. So I'm not sure that, that I'm not sure some of these rules will accomplish what the goal, goal of the government is. I do think that what they're just going to do is really be able to kind of keep control of their citizens who are good actors and bad actors will have to find ways to circumvent the law. So while they will make it more challenging for criminals, but criminals will find a way. Now, I'm not shilling anti uh, anti AML or KYC rules, but I just want to bring something up here right now. If they do not, if the government does not implement some of these rules, two things I see will happen. The masses and financial institutions will not adopt at scale. So if you are an investor in crypto, I do not believe that you will get the returns that you want to get without financial institutions and the masses adopting it at scale. And elected officials will have a hard time getting reelected if they do not implement these rules. So they have a self-serving interest to to create some sort of rules to say, hey, we are policing it. Now, especially because scams and frauds in crypto are big. So it's kind of like a double-edged sword here. Like while you want some sort of regulation, you also don't want it to be so stifling that it crushes, it crushes the industry. Bottom line is I see crypto regulations that run in the face of the libertarian argument they were founded on. In my opinion, the most important thing for crypto investors is the rules are not too stringent that they stifle innovation, development, deployment, and they do not make this become a reality. Now check this out right here. I thought this was really interesting. Another major factor is the development of a central bank and state-issued digital currency projects, which could affect the regulatory and oversight climate and would be hardly optimistic for the crypto industry. If this movement picks up steam across Europe, unregulated crypto companies and currencies could become increasingly marginalized and viewed as a route taken by those who, for some reason, do not want to use state-authorized CBDCs. Now, I think that's a really interesting point that this article brings up, and uh, you know, what do you think? Do you think that crypto can survive this, all these crypto regulations and CBDCs? Do you think that people will be like, well, why would I use any other crypto other than a CBDC? I get all the benefits of blockchain technology. I get all the benefits of cross-border payments. I get all the benefits of real-time settlement. I get all the benefits that everyone talks about. So why would I use a private issue cryptocurrency? I have a lot of ideas here, but that's not what I'm doing today. So I would like to hear from you. You know, what do you think about this? Tell me what your thoughts are. Leave a comment below and I'm going to move on to the next story. Uh, if you've been watching, I mentioned that there last week that there's a proof of ban that was in the MICA rules. Micro is market. Uh, MICA stands for markets and crypto assets. So if the rules the rules that they have in there was going to be a, a ban on proof of work mining, essentially not exactly, but a de facto ban. They removed it to get these rules passed through so that they can focus on sanctions because banning proof of work has nothing to do with sanctions. And that seemed to be the number one priority. So at the time it seemed like, Hey, like we're not going to have to worry about uh, this right now. Let's have a longer conversation. 
And that does not seem to be the case. All right. So I have something I want to read for you. Proof of work mining is not specifically mentioned this time. Now, real quick, if you don't know a proof of work mining, you should go back and watch uh, the episodes where I talk about proof of work. So proof of work is the energy intensive consensus protocol that not only secures the network, but also helps uh, that also processes the transactions. So so Bitcoin and Ethereum utilize proof of work mining to keep that keep the keep the network secure. Now, a proof of stake mining, a proof, there are other consensus protocols and almost every single other cryptocurrency uses other consensus protocols that are not energy intensive. And Ethereum is moving to a non-proof of work consensus protocol, specifically proof of stake. Now, there's been a lot of debate in the industry about whether or not proof of work versus proof of stake, which one's better, what's the pros and cons of them are. But really, a lot of the public seems to focus and regulators focus on the energy uses. Okay, so now I'm going to keep moving. Proof of work mining is not specifically mentioned this time, but the end results is likely to be the same. The German crypto news outlets BTC Echo reported crypto assets shall be subject to minimum environmentally standards sustainability standards with respect to the consensus mechanism used for validating transactions before being issued, offered, or admitted to trading in the union. So basically, if it's not considered sustainable, and I'm sure they'll come up with some measurement, hopefully it's not just based on, you know, what information. Anyway, so assuming that the the crypto is not sus utilizing sustainable consensus protocols, then they would be banned in Europe. The concerns come on the heels of the Russian conflict, and which exacerbates their energy concerns. Like the energy crisis has been like massive, and you know a lot of countries in Europe, for reasons I can't understand, have become very reliant on Russia. You know the age-old enemy. Why would you do that? I have no idea. You know you don't. You want to shut down your nuclear energy because you say it's not clean, but then you want to buy fossil fuels from Russia. It makes no sense. And anyway, I'm going to digress and keep moving on. So I do totally get Europe's concerns, though. Like, hey, Russia is all of a sudden I don't have this energy and we're using there's this, all these proof of work mining. They don't consider it very you know, effective and uh, very economically um, important. So what they are not realizing is proof of work can stabilize an energy grid by having a constant demand for energy in times when citizens and businesses and governments are not demanding it. You have an incent uh, incentives from energy produ producers. So the energy is not constantly being pulled and it goes up and down. But if there is a constant demand on, of energy on the energy grid, then it'll incentivize development of more energy production. The government can make all this new energy production sustainable or renewable and or renewable. Additionally, proof of work only needs a low bandwidth energy connection. So this operation can happen in places where there are no transmission lines to get the energy to those that need it. Enter proof of work. This consensus protocol can bootstrap renewables by being a baseload consumer. So then once you build up the energy, then you can build the transmission lines and give it to the city. In my opinion, there should be no ban on proof of work mining. If you want to discuss it, come up with a better plan to help us build a real green energy sector. I have not heard a better plan. This is by far the best plan I've ever heard. Have you heard of one? Please leave a comment below. Just discussing banning something that's energy intensive without considering the benefits that it could provide to giving us the actual goals we want because there is nobody 
creating actual realistic change in building a green energy sector. The same issues still apply, especially in America. We do we have tons of renewable places. We have a desert and a wind tunnel that stretches from Texas to Canada. We have all of this all of this potential, but there is no development because the transmission company, the utility companies won't build the transmission lines till the energy is there. The energy companies won't build the energy till the transmission lines are there. Well, boom, I just solved that problem. Do you disagree with me? Do you have a better idea? I would like to hear from you. If you say, I don't care what you say, I just don't like it because it, it is too energy intensive, then maybe you should just like keep that comment to yourself. It's not productive. I want productive conversation. That's why I'm here. I'm trying to solve problems. I'm trying to keep people informed. I'm trying to learn also. So if you got a better idea, I want to hear it. If you think I'm way off, I would love to hear it because this right now is what I believe. So what do you believe? You know, leave What are your thoughts on this? Let me know if I'm making this stuff up or if you have a better idea, I want to hear from you. Okay, moving on to my last and final story. You made it to the end. So thanks to Gary Randall, one of our YouTube subscribers, he pointed out that the algo governance rewards are already available. So uh, last week I told you that the Algorand rewards have dropped from 4% to 0.45% on Coinbase. And I discussed that that's because there's a, a new governance reward thing coming on. And Gary pointed out that it's already up, uh, up and running. So you can see actually that the bottom number here, if you're listening on podcasts, you can click on the link and check this information out for yourself. But it says the participation awards, which is the stake rewards, are actually 1% or less. And you can see the blue numbers here are governance rewards. So depending on how much Algorand is staked, you can be anywhere from 9 to 19% of, of annualized returns. So that's actually much better than we were getting before. So that's exciting. I will be doing staking that, or, or sorry, participating in governance. Uh, also, Coinbase did say that they will participate in the governance for you and pass on their, pass on the rewards, you know, less their commission. Anyway, uh, if you want to do this, there's steps, steps in the link below, steps in by clicking the link in the description below. Thanks again, Gary, for uh, giving this information, give us some clarity. What are all your thoughts on these stories? Please leave a comment below. Please like, subscribe, give me five stars, ring the bell, help support the channel. It doesn't cost you anything. Have a good day. Hoddle on.